Hi. Hi. Welcome to Ghoul Gals. I'm Cassandra. And I'm Julie. Today we're talking about healing. Healing. Yeah. That's nice. Thanks, guys. I mean, I guess I was the one that put it out there. <laughs> yeah, so. I had nothing to do with it. So. <laughs> it's a weird one. I'm very surprised that uh, out of, uh, between what weapons and healing, yeah. everyone chose healing. I know. And I like, because I was like trying to think of topics and I was like, ooh, weapons. <laughs> that would be fantastic. And then I was like, what should I put with it? Oh, I guess healing. That's fine. And then everybody chose it. So I'm interested. It's crazy. But to know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> so today I'm going to talk about mandrakes. Fun, I know those. You know those? Yeah. Is it? Is it? It's from Harry only Potter. Only from Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then also from like my knowledge of like poison. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, which is not very extensive. <laughs> it's like nightshade <laughs> mandrake. I think I think like the ones that I know are like uh the like the big ones like strychnine. Oh, strychnine. Um ricin is my favorite poison. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um belladonna which I think is also nightshade. Yeah. You I know, think they're like, all in the same thing. They all have a lot. Like hemlock, foxglove, those are all poisons. But uh I digress. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. So I feel like most people, maybe, mm. I don't know, uh, know about Mandrake from Harry Potter. So I would assume so. But if you don't even know it from that, let me explain. Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> where have you been? Uh, so in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, there is a scene where Harry Potter, obviously, <laughs> and his friends are in a greenhouse and they're taking like horticulture lessons herbology or i'm sorry herbology horticulture. no i mean if you haven't seen this then you don't know that herbology I mean, I think, is I think a people thing. can glean what herbology means true and if you still don't know it's like horticulture <laughs> So they're taking um, instruction from Professor Sprout, a very on-the-nose name, uh, and they are repotting mandrakes. And so when they pull the mandrakes, like, out of the dirt, they're, like, Mm -hmm. these screaming babies. Yeah. And so they all have to wear earmuffs um, to cover up the sound so they don't die. Yeah. Which seems, like, um, too much for children to be doing, you know? like that school is... It's not safe. <laughs> if you survive Hogwarts, right. it's, it's yeah. built right next to a, an enchanted deal. forest. <laughs> Full of... There's a squid in the lake. <laughs> True. A giant squid, giant mermaids. Squid. Oh, gosh. It's, it's it's dangerous. It is. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> back to mandrakes. Uh, so we're going to start in the Mediterranean. Oh, uh, I love the Mediterranean. I know. Me too. I've never been there. But Same. I love, I love the food and... Uh, the ocean seems warm the sea yeah the men (laughs) check 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 (laughs) i love it so there grows a murderous plant called the mandrake Mm. murderous Mm. Uh, its roots sometimes look bizarrely like a human body they do Um, so they have like little arms little legs (laughs) it's really gross (laughs) that's why in harry potter they looked like babies yeah because that's what the roots actually look like yeah they didn't take that much creative license with it actually (laughs) and some of them look so humanoid that it can even look male and female. Like it can, it can look like it can have a dick. They have little dicks, <laughs> is what she's saying. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, so how does this plant come to be? I, I mean, know. like normal plant, it would just grow from a sure. seed. Sure, 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 sure. But people back in the day would look at it and they're like, mm, "Something is up with this plant. Let's make up." Some cool folklore for nice. it. Yeah. Love it. Uh-huh. So it is said to spring from the dripping fat and blood Ooh. and urine mm. and semen Ew. of a hanged man. Especially oh. if that man is a thief. Wait. <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> you have a question? I wonder why. Yes. What? Why is this hanged man uh-huh. dripping uh-huh. semen? Ooh. Because I get blood, I guess. Mm-hmm. Urine, I mean, I'm sure he, you know, 
evacuated himself uh, yep. uh, mm-hmm. upon death. <laughs> and what was the other one? Sweat? No, uh, fat? fat? Okay, so fat <laughs> and semen <laughs> are not really... Well, okay, no, even if fat, if they if he's left there long enough, yeah, then, then his skin dripping. will start dripping. Mm-hmm. But semen mm-hmm. doesn't seem to make it. Something sense. that I think that I knew, because when I read this, I was not super surprised, but I was also horrified, <laughs> is that when men are hanged, mm-hmm. they get an erection huh. and stuff <laughs> and et cetera. But do they... <laughs> Okay, so wait, I know that, like, corpses that have penises, mm-hmm. uh, they get hard. Yes. I know that. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> do they also? Uh, I don't know. We're putting this question out to you now, mm, audience. If only I'd gotten that job at the morgue. Oh, no. Just kidding. Yeah, no, that would have been horrible. <laughs> but then uh, you would know. The answer to this one Googleable question. I don't want to Google it though. I don't. You know, I don't want. I don't want to mess up my search history. I don't know. I don't know. Go incognito. Yeah, I guess I could do that. But anyway, we don't know for now. (laughs) I don't like all this to say. (laughs) We have no idea. I'm not a fan of this. So this this belief. That the plants would only come from that uh-huh. disgusting, just men stuff. Uh, it just says of a hanged man, so probably. Hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, so this belief first became prevalent in the 16th century, coinciding with the era in which accusations of witches, that makes sense, uh, flying and making satanic pacts, mm-hmm. also rose to prominence. Mm-hmm. So we're immediately getting into the spook, which uh-huh. is good. So the concept of the mandrake springing up beneath the gibbet may actually find its start in Greek mythology, which is that, interesting. That makes sense. Of course. So the ancient witch Medea. Um, I know her. Uh, I know her too. She's in jail. <laughs> Boo. A Medea. <laughs> Halloween. No, I'm kidding. That's a different Medea. Um, so she dug up a plant, perhaps a mandrake, mm-hmm. uh, which had been fed with the divine blood of the wrongly chained and punished Prometheus, ah. the thief who stole fire from the gods and gave it to humans. Mm-hmm. So here we have a sort of forerunner in the hanged man sort of right. connection. Right. Uh, but I don't know, because they say, like, maybe a mandrake. Like, who even knows? Uh-huh. Uh, so the grimoire, ooh, Le Petit Albert. Le <laughs> <laughs> <a> Petit Albert? <laughs> Le Petit Albert? I don't know. From 1706 describes the making of the talisman The Hand of Glory. Which I love The Hand of Glory. Horrifying. Yeah. I read all about it. I don't like it. I am a fan. <laughs> Okay. I wish I had it. In the traditional formula, the hand is taken from a hanged man. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. However, it seems very much more likely to have been crafted from a mandrake root. So maybe it wasn't even a real hand, which makes it less cool. So hand of glory in French is main de glory. No. (laughs) Say it. Main de gloire. Mm. Gloire. Main. Main. Main de gloire. Gloire. De gloire. Yeah. Uh, which so closely resembles the French word for mandrake, which is ma- mandragore. Mandragore. <laughs> um, so by the time the use of the mandrake fertility amulet became popular, which we're going to think about too, women who wished to conceive were rubbing themselves with a hanged man's hand. Ugh. So the, it was kind of, <laughs> yeah, you could use a hanged man's hand oh. or a mandrake um, for anything. They were interchangeable. It's interesting. Lord. So this may have been because of the belief that since a man ejaculates when hanged, so there we go, nice. full ejaculation, <laughs> Jesus. he must be in an especially fertile state, and this state may be contagious. <laughs> I mean, people in the past I know. were so freaky dumb. I know. <laughs> I just want to be like, men will ejaculate at any time, any place. They don't need a reason and they don't need to be fertile to do it. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Anyway. So, <laughs> people are... Freaks, it's true. But I'm Have been like, forever, will be. These women rubbing themselves with uh, 
hanged with man's hand. hand. <laughs> and the fact that you'd have to get the hand from a hanged man. Yeah. And you don't know. Like, yeah. I'm sure there's a black market for it. So, like, it's just a hand. It's not even the right. It's just, just someone from hand. a hanged yeah, man, like necessarily. Yeah. Or um, a mandrake root. I mean, that's mm-hmm. in the ground, like, covered in dirt in yeah. the ground. Yeah. Who knows what's living in it? Rubbing it all over yourself. Yeah. Mm. Gross. Don't like it. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> so... We're going to um <clears throat> go back. So going back to the whole Harry Potter thing. The mm. myth of uh, loud screaming. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to go at. So if you are trying to get a mandrake out of the ground and you dare to pull it directly from the earth, it will let out a monstrous scream, bestowing agony and death. To all of those within earshot. Oh, no. Um, everyone. <laughs> even the innocent. So it's not even just you, like the idiot who pulled it out of the ground. Oh, no. You're going to ruin everyone's life. Or lack thereof. Wow. Um, so mandrake roots became highly sought after in their native Mediterranean habitat because of different myths of healing and fertility and all that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. And so it's so highly sought after, in fact, that people began coming up with elaborate myths surrounding them, um, kind of to keep the mandrakes for themselves. Mm-hmm. So one stated that a demon inhabited the root and would kill anyone who attempted to uproot it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Later elaboration of this legend actually attributed the herb's lethal power to a shriek or a groan, which we've heard, uh, emitted by the mandrake. Mm-hmm. And suggested that death could be avoided either by a loud blast on a horn at the critical moment that's coming out, or <laughs> by sealing one's ears with wax, which makes more sense uh, than a loud horn blast. Yeah, especially because like I immediately pictured like one of those air horns that they use. At, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but they didn't have those, so it would be like a literal like yeah, a horn. like a ram's horn. Like, yeah, or like a like a trumpet, but without the buttons. <laughs> Uh-huh. Huh. Um, so over the centuries, elaborate rituals actually developed to avoid what was becoming known as the Mandrake's Curse. Mm. Uh, the most famous of these requiring the assistance of a dog. Mm. Are you ready for this? Yeah. You shouldn't be. Oh, I'm nervous. <laughs> so if you really want one, the myths say to tie a hungry dog's leash oh, God. or even its tail to the plant. Then you back away, plug your ears with wax, and reveal a treat. Okay. The overzealous dog will sprint and consequently uproot the mandrake, okay. but will immediately keel over in searing pain as the mandrake lies there screaming. Oh, rude. Uh, yeah. It's super rude. <laughs> Come on. But also I'm like, if this myth is real and someone actually used a dog to pull it out, the dog isn't going to die, correct? Right. This right. is just a myth. Yeah. But yet. It doesn't actually do this. I don't know. But people are willing to do that. People which is so loved rude. sacrificing dogs. <laughs> <laughs> like, remember when I was talking about those devil bridges? And they were like, oh, oh I'm going to send my dog over. Hee hee. So now the <laughs> Satan gets the dog instead of the person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Humans, again, we're jerks. Yeah. Um, then there's some other ways to uproot a mandrake through time. So. <laughs> Theophrastus, oh, mm-hmm, who lived around 371 BCE, uh, instructs us to dig up a mandrake root with a sword while saying, quote, as many things as possible about the mysteries of love. <laughs> <laughs> Which is cute. <laughs> Stupid! I love that. Oh my god! To use a full sword to like (laughs) to dig it up while like quoting love. You just you're just talking about your love life, Mm -hmm. being like, I don't know what her problem is. I don't. I don't want to commit, and I told her that. I love it. Oh my god. That's a good one. That is amazing. And then Hildegard of Bingen, sure, who lived around 1098, okay. uh, which is a heck of a long time ago, Sure, she was far more wary of this plant, and her attitude indicates that Mandrake may already have 
have had associations with witchcraft, even back then. So that was like 500 oh, years before. Yeah. Um, she advised that the mandrake root be put into a spring for a day and a night as soon as it was harvested. That's too long. <laughs> right? Because it, <laughs> I need a baby now. <laughs> <laughs> because it has the devil in it. Oh. And would be a good tool for dark magic if left unwashed for too long after you harvest it. Okay. So you just got to wash it for a while. For a full For a, a full, full day. day and a night. That's, it's, <laughs> no, no. It's no. going to get weird and like waterlogged. Yeah. It's going to start rotting. Yeah. Ugh. It's horrible. She's stupid. So people are going to extremes to get this plant. Um, but Why? Why? I mean, it looks cool, but what else? So in reality, mandrakes aren't exactly super great for human consumption. Even that was what they were used for for most of history. Mm -hmm. um, and it, at least in large quantities. Mm -hmm. So it's a member of the famous deadly nightshade family. Ew, hey, I love a poison. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which contain, among other toxins, the highly poisonous compound solanine. Uh, which is interesting because, there you go, uh, because <laughs> tomatoes and potatoes also belong to this family yeah, and I'm, I'm also that. contain solanine. Nice. Though the bulk of the compound is isolated in the leaves instead of the edible parts. Uh, so just don't eat the leaves. Which I've heard that, like, once they start to sprout again, like, you kind of have to cut out the sprout part mm -hmm. just in case. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you shouldn't be eating sprouting anything. That's true. Because uh, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. That's good. I would never eat a tomato leaf because they're like fuzzy. Yeah. They, and they're they're really potent. I'll barely eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. I don't like them. <laughs> I only like them when they're really small, like grape tomatoes. Mm. They like burst in your mouth. That's kind of fun. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Tomatoes. <laughs> tomatoes. Yeah. We all have different thoughts. Okay. So the herbs, however, does not. The herbs, however, do not, I'm sorry, the herbs, however, <laughs> do have, have another side, which is a bit more party, party, party. Oh, Here it is. I put that in there, too. Party, party, party. Oh, my gosh. So the root contains hyacine, which is a powerful alkaloid, which has the ability to cause hallucinations, Ooh. Ooh, delirium, Ooh. and in larger doses, coma. Nice. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Any of the three. <laughs> so mandrake was even used as a surgical anesthetic oh. um, and was first described by the Greek physician Dioscorides. Dioscorides? That sounds like a medicine. Dioscorides. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So around uh, AD 60. So that's, oh my gosh, so long ago. Yeah. Uh, and it was used even up until the Middle Ages. Wow. Isn't that insane? Yeah, that's a long time. A long-ass time for people to be eating this thing that's huh. not good. So the, the Greeks also used it as an aphrodisiac, wow. steeping the root in wine or vinegar. Ew, vinegar? Sick. I didn't think that through, because I was like, oh yeah, wine, mm, party, party. But, so then you have to drink the vinegar? Or maybe put it on a salad, that'd be okay. So mandrake, <laughs> mandrake is also known as the love apple of the ancients and is associated with the Greek goddess of love, Aphrodite. Oh. So actually in some, in some paintings of her, she would be holding, um, oh God, I looked it up, something in one hand and then a mandrake in another, oh. which is interesting. Huh. The, or like... the fruit of a mandrake plant, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So not the, root, <laughs> not not the roots. The roots. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I would have remembered seeing that. Just a creepy, like those legs. I feel like whenever I picture mandrake roots, it's just like creepy legs. I mean, I'm picturing exactly the little babies from <laughs> Harry Potter. Like, I feel like I would remember that. Yeah. Um. So it was the presence of this alkaloid, as well as the shape of the root, that led to the mandrake's association with magic, witchcraft, and the supernatural, which nice. totally makes sense. That's fun. So the other uses, though, okay. of a mandrake are a little less scientific it's already not very scientific <laughs> oh i know uh so the ancient hebrews believed the mandrake could be used to induce conception which we've kind of touched on before and this actually starts all the way back in genesis 
That's the beginning. It is the beginning. The very beginning of the Bible. So that's where Rachel, supposedly barren, uh-huh. ate mandrake and was able to conceive Joseph. Wow. Yeah, right? Joseph, like the Technicolor dream coat. Joseph. <laughs> not the not <laughs> the stepdad of Jesus. Joseph. I know who he is. <laughs> this is for everyone. <laughs> so, predictably, mandrakes were, were used to treat barrenness in Jewish traditional medicine from then on. Okay. So Sephardic women in Jerusalem either ate them or tied them around their bodies like, like a necklace. Um, Samaritan women of the 17th century, so this is much more... Wow. Yeah. I didn't even realize there were Samaritan women in the 17th century. Yeah. Um, anyway. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. 1640. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so they put them under their beds or under their pillows. So in his book, Theatrum Botanicum, in 1640, mm-hmm. herbalist John Parkinson says that women who want children should carry a mandrake fruit close to their person. So that's the fruit, not the root. Different. What's the fruit look like? It looks kind of like an apple. Oh. It's Yeah, it's nothing special. Okay. Which implies that it was not ingested, but merely carried around. So that's obviously not even close to being scientific, because it's no. just carrying <laughs> something around and expecting something to happen. I mean... People still do that. I mean, not with fruit, but <laughs> true. Yeah, people carry like good luck charms and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So it wasn't just about mandrakes getting people horny and fertile. <laughs> I don't think I wrote that. I'm pretty sure that's from someone else. Um, so according to Anthony John <laughs> Carter, writing in the Journal of the Royal Society of Medicine in 2003. Medieval folks carried mandrake roots around as good luck charms, hoping the plant would grant them not only wealth and the power to control their destiny, but the ability to control the destinies of others as well, which is full witchcraft. Uh, Nice. So the Catholic Church, of course, wasn't super hot (laughs) on this. Wasn't super hot, period. Historically, they haven't been very attractive. I love it. Um, so they weren't too they were too hot on this. Sure. So that makes sense. I'm and unfortunately, surprised. for someone that we both have heard of, Joan of Arc. Oh. I think you know her. I do. Um, at her trial in 1431, she was accused of habitually carrying mandrake around, like as a good luck charm. But uh, <laughs> but even though that was, like, one of the, like, list of many things that she had done, mm-hmm. her accusers seemed more concerned with, like, her dressing like a man. Being a heretic. Being a heretic. Being a liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Et cetera. Yeah. Et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember it because, like, they put that little sign above her her thing when they burned her. Oh, like, yeah. Like Jesus. <laughs> um. And it definitely didn't say anything about carrying mandrake. I, I remember it's like heretic, mm-hmm. something that starts with an R, I think. Some Like three things. I remember. Okay. And one wasn't One was not mandrake carrier. carrier. <laughs> <laughs> blasphemer might have been one of them. Ooh, yeah. That sounds right. That sounds like a good word they would use. Yeah. Yeah. Heretic, blasphemer. Something. Witch. I don't know. <laughs> witch, yeah, witch. They burned her. So Your that standard would, witch. That would go. Uh, so around the 1500s, little mandrake amulets called Aurangs. Mandulips. Mandulips. <laughs> Mandu- Mandulips? Mandulips is what I meant to oh, say. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> is it? <laughs> it is. So they, they became <laughs> very popular. And these were um, dressed and fed and kept in a container. Oh my god, so I'm, like I'm, a Tamagotchi. Exactly like a Tamagotchi. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so great. Oh my gosh, so the, people don't ever change. <laughs> they just want like pet rocks. Yeah. It's a pet rock <laughs> without the googly eyes. Oh my gosh. So the first mention of dressing up a harvested mandrake root is found in 1429 in Godefroy's Journal d'une bourgeois de Paris. Nailed it. Um, which recommended <laughs> swathing it in silk or linen. Uh, and then Jacob Grimm, 
Ooh, I know him. I think you know him. I do. Uh, he just... was played by uh, Heath Ledger and <laughs> <laughs> the brothers Grimm. <laughs> nice. Good for him. I'm sure he yeah. did not look like uh, Heath Ledger. Oh, no, he did not. <laughs> Both of them were hideous. <laughs> Everyone was back then. <laughs> um, so that this is around 17, uh, late 1700s, mm-hmm. early 1800s. Mm-hmm. Uh, described how mandrake roots were washed in red wine, dressed in red and white silk, mm-hmm. and placed in a small chest if they were to be kept as amulets. <laughs> so then this mannequin was then fed every Friday oh and God. given a new white shirt every new moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so cute <laughs> so cute oh my gosh but it's interesting because both of these directions actually indicate that this folk practice came from jewish tradition um as they oh. would have worn new clothes on the sabbath which starts on friday night uh and the new moon is the beginning of the month uh in the jewish calendar so oh. yeah so you you get new stuff then too that makes sense so in return these mandrake amulets brought luck and money and answered questions <laughs> i love that i uh, i didn't get any more information on that like what did they do did they tell you yes or no like a like a magic eight ball or something <laughs> I know, it's great. Oh my gosh. So the mandrake was widely held to work miracles, but miracles don't come cheap. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so the belief in its curative effects led to crazy demand, and with high demand comes knockoffs. Oh no. So mandrakes were so popular in the 16th century that fraudsters actually went to great lengths to counterfeit the root. Oh so Come usually on. they would use bryony, uh, which is a kind of climbing plant mm-hmm. uh, and a member of the gourd family. Mm-hmm. So they would carve it into a human form. <laughs> and then for added realism and perversion, <laughs> they would add wheat or grass for pubic hair. What the fuck? <laughs> People so gross. We haven't mentioned pubic hair this entire time. <laughs> Why are you waiting for it? No. <laughs> that's, no. What, that's what I mean. Like it's not. We've we haven't talked about it yeah. yet. So like, why are they adding it to? Right. This it's not plant? part of the mandate Drake myth. Yeah. Is, is that so. how you can tell it's a fake? <laughs> if it has pubes. <laughs> God, it's horrible. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. So the great botanist William Turner scolded such tricksters. William Turner from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Orlando Bloom. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, Lord. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, He wasn't. He was was not a great botanist. He was a smith. He was barely a botanist. So... So the great botanist William Turner scolded such tricksters in 1568, um, and he said, the roots which are counterfeited and made like little, okay, it's also, I'm sorry, I need to also say that he was spelling everything like they did back in the 1500s. Yes, good. The rootes, which were counterfeited and made like little puppets. (laughs) <laughs> or or mummets, which come to be sold in England in boxes with air, with hair, <laughs> and such form as a man hath, are nothing else but foolish <laughs> trifles and not natural. Oh, he's spelling natural. everything wrong. It's great. Oh. For they were so trimmed of crafty thieves to mock the poor people withal <laughs> and to rob them both of their wit and their money. So they're making you look like a damn fool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. So then Mandrake became strongly connected with witchcraft and flying ointments between 1500 and 1700. So that's the era when witches came to be identified as having made pacts with the devil, which we I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it pretty much lost most of its medicinal uses. It was used 
almost exclusively <laughs> for black magic. Nice. So this is also the time when the idea of witch's flight became a major part of the authorities' accusations of witchcraft. Mm-hmm. So being used as flying ointment right. uh, would be cool. Right. The mythologizing of the mandrake, all the screaming and the growing <laughs> out of, of semen and etc., um, shows up in the works of Shakespeare mm-hmm. and the dramatist John Webster. So they helped seal the villainization of the Mandrake. So they were talking about, you know, witch stuff. Right. Um, and so it actually made it into a villain for like several hundred years uh, because people kept repeating it. Right. So uh, Vickery R. Oxford Dictionary of Plant Lore says... <laughs> Uh, quote, in December 1908, a man employed in digging a neglected garden half a mile from Stratford-upon-Avon cut a large root of white bryony through with his spade. He called it a mandrake and ceased to work at once, saying it was awful bad luck. Before the week was out, he fell down some steps and broke his neck. So he was... <laughs> so this is crazy, because it's not even mandrake, it's bryony. Right. Okay. And... He was like, "Uh uh-oh, it's a mandrake, Uh and then it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy, and he died. Because he fell down some stairs. (laughs) Yeah. Probably the whole time was like, the mandrake, (laughs) as he was falling. Stratford-upon-Avon is where Shakespeare grew up. Yeah, it is. So that's funny. But it's also, I was reading that in England, or mandrake doesn't even grow in England. No. So Bryony was the closest thing That's why they're growing it in the greenhouse in Harry Potter. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So the works of William Shakespeare contain many references to the Mandrake and its myths and are remarkable both for the depth of knowledge they reveal about the piece Mm -hmm. and for their their accuracy. Um, (laughs) It was real. It was right. Yeah. So other writers, however, use considerable artistic license. (laughs) Um, And the best... And funniest example of this exists in the comedy The Mandrake Root <laughs> by the Florentine writer Niccolo Machiavelli, uh, which unites the Mandrake's fertility myth with its curse. Oh. Nice. Uh-huh. So the story contains a, a rake, of course, named Kalamoko, who concocts a plan to help satisfy his lust for the young wife of a local lawyer. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. So aware of the couple's desire to start a family, Kalamoko offers the wife a potion made from the mandrake root, but persuades her husband that the first man to sleep with her afterwards will die oh <laughs> because of the God. mandrake root stuff. Oh so the idiot lawyer agrees to you. Use... A lawyer? Mm-hmm. I didn't put that together. I was <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. He huh. was a lawyer. He agrees to the use of a local tramp as a stand-in for the first night. Oh and God. Kalamoko dons his tramp's disguise and awaits the summons. <laughs> what the fuck? It's so messed up. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. That's not good. That's assault. Oh, uh, yes, it is. Wow. Um, and Some then comedy. Somehow just realized that that was the last thing that I had. So anyway, that's what I have about <laughs> mandrakes. <laughs> that was a weird ending. It <laughs> was a weird ending. Um... So so it's so interesting how it's for such a long time and over so many different cultures. Yeah. Um all had these. I mean it's a weird looking plant and it and it makes it fucks you up. Yeah. So I guess it makes sense. Gets you high. Gets you super high. <laughs> but anyway, it's cool. I like the folklore about it. That's interesting. Yeah, too. I didn't know anything about it except Harry Potter stuff and that Same. it was poison. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Makes me wanna. It makes me wanna try steep some mandrake and some wine. Yeah. (laughs) See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I feel like mandrake is not something that you can easily get. I wouldn't think. I yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know where to even look. You know, I don't think they sell it at like Whole Foods. (laughs) Um, Maybe on Amazon. Yeah. Or something, go to the Mediterranean, I guess, and like <laughs> just dig around till you find some. Yeah, why not? Sure. Bring a dog. <laughs> oh no! Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, Peta. <laughs> we know you're listening. Maybe you can find like a truffle hunting dog. Oh, oh no, that's pigs. It is a pig. That's pigs. Get a pig. <laughs> <laughs> just buy a 
by a random pig. They'll know what to look for. In the for. Mediterranean. Yeah. Huh. Well, mine is not nearly as fun. Um, I don't believe I it. I also haven't read any of these yet. I just oh. copy and pasted them. So. Excellent. Those are my favorite stories, yeah. though. Uh, they're just stories about weird things that have happened at hospitals, <laughs> which is where people get healed. It's true. You got it. Yeah. You nailed it. You nailed the topic. So, um, okay. So these are from this first batch of 30. Oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> they're really short. Okay. They're really, really short. Okay, Some good. of them are only like a paragraph long. Okay are from theoccultmuseum.com from an article called Nurses Share Hospital Ghost Stories. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So the first one, let's see, is from someone named Chad. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So it's going to be good, I'm sure. It's going to be so bad. I can't wait. (laughs) It just says Chad. Like some of these other ones are usernames. Mm -hmm. This is just Chad. Okay, so it's it's titled "Don't Let Them Take Me." Oh God! I wonder if if this is number one because it's the best, or number one because it's the worst. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, okay, the best I have heard. This is uh, Chad talking. Mm-hmm. The best I have heard is from a nurse who said that one night she was floated to oncology at the hospital she used to work at. Okay, she was given a patient who was passing away. Bummer. Yeah. Uh, and had been unconscious for several days. At one point during the night, the nurse went into the room and the patient was at the top of the bed and looked at her mm. and said, don't let them take me. Oh, God. The nurse was freaked out. Of course. And asked her who was going to take her. And she said, that black thing up there and pointed up in the air. No. This patient died within minutes. No. The end. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> Love Chad. Wow, well that patient went straight to hell. Yeah. Unfortunately <laughs> for yeah, her. Sad. Wow. <laughs> don't let them take me. Yeah. Oh, and then pointed to something that you couldn't see. I don't like any of that. Nope. Not a fan. Mm. Uh number two, the empty room. <laughs> <laughs> I heard an interesting story a few weeks ago. Part of the hospital has been rebuilt and faces on to our unit. Part of the hospital has been rebuilt and faces our unit. A nurse doing something near the window looked across and sees two people moving about in one of the clinic rooms. It's after hours and the clinic is shut. She called a colleague over who also saw these two people. They call security who go over and check out the room, but nobody was there. Of course. A while later, the nurses again see these two people moving around, so they call security. This time, the security guys split up. (laughs) (laughs) One stands with the nurses while the other went over to the clinic to check again. The scary part of this is that the security guys were talking on the radio. Mm -hmm. The one in the clinic states that the room is empty, but the other security guard standing in our unit with the two nurses could actually see these two people standing right beside the security guard while he was talking. No. Wow. That's actually a good one. It's scary, but it's poorly written. So (laughs) it kind of takes the... Four out of ten. (laughs) Takes the power out of it. Mm -hmm. Okay, (laughs) number three. Submitted by I am Sookie Stackhouse. <laughs> this one's called The Sound of Children Playing, which is going to be great. My mother-in-law has been a CNA for 15-ish years, and like many new CNAs, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it like an RN? Like a, I don't know. Certified matter. nurse attendant? I don't know. That sounds right, that sounds actually. Right. I, I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of her first jobs was at a nursing home for the elderly. Oh, gosh. Before patients at that nursing home passed, they would complain about the children outside being noisy Mm. in the dead of night. There were also patients that would would comment on the children playing outside their window in the daytime when clearly there were no children to be seen. Oh, God. That's the end. Oh, (laughs) no. That was stupid. That was stupid. Number four, from nerd to nurse. Uh, it's called Straight to Hell, which is good. 
Okay, not my story, but something my sister witnessed when she was a med student at a level one trauma facility. Mm. A guy comes in from an MVA, motorcycle versus truck. Yikes. Oh, gosh. She said he has a, quote, waffle house hash brown, end quote, which means sliced, diced, and chunked. Oh, man. Oh, no. (laughs) Jesus, yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. Sliced, diced, and chunked. chunked? God, what a way to say it. (laughs) The guy is able to talk at the beginning. He's drunk cussing the nurses and doctors trying to help him. Of course. Not a nice guy. (laughs) (laughs) They end up intubating the guy to preserve the airway. Uh, The guy's going downhill fast. He codes, but they manage to bring him back. I don't know these medical terms. Is coding like... Codes is like... Like like flatlining? Flatlining, yeah. We'll just say that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Suddenly the guy... Comes completely to, rips out his tube, <gasps> grabs my sister's hand, mm. and lets out this breathy little scream. <laughs> <laughs> don't let me die, I'm going to hell. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> Please don't let me die. This freaks out everyone, including my sister. <laughs> the guy says he, quote, woke up, end quote, in hell, on fire, and keeps begging someone to check his feet for burns. Oh, no. Nobody could believe he pulled out his tube and was talking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Despite everything they did, oh, God, the guy still died. Oh, no. And he went straight to hell. I guess. (laughs) My sister said they were all freaked out about it for weeks. Fair enough. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Yikes. <laughs> okay, number five. Ooh, this one's a long one. Ooh. From Nursette1981. <laughs> the man sitting in the corner. Oh, no. Yikes. Okay, this totally creeped me out. <laughs> <laughs> Great start. <laughs> I worked at a small, privately owned nursing home. A lot of the patients had been there a long time. Naturally, I was silly enough... <laughs> To take the night shift for two weeks right out of school to cover the night nurse who was ill. Mm. This place had these old hallway lights that you had to stick a paper clip in this slot on the wall to turn them on and off. Oh, what? Real safe, right? <laughs> paper clip directly into the electrical? <laughs> good, oh, no. good, good, good. Um, <laughs> There was one at each end of the main hallway. I carried the paper clip on my key ring. So there I am one night. I come in at 11, take report, set up supplies, etc. I shut out the lights. The only light is from the lamp on the desk and the eerily red exit sign that cast this red wash over the walls. Anyway... I'm standing at the med cart stocking med cups and I feel a whoosh of air. It's winter and no windows are open. Mm. I hear a rustling sound and think that it's the resident in number three who is restless sometimes at night. His room is about six feet from the med cart. Now, being the brave nurse I am, lol, (laughs) I decide to check to make sure he's not trying to get out of bed. I go over to his room and find that he's sound asleep. Mm -hmm. I do a bed check, and everyone is sleeping and accounted for. The CNA is in the TV room doing flow sheets. I continue on with stocking. A little while later, I hear the noise again, and this time see a figure (gasps) out of my peripheral vision pass by me into room three. This time, I'm not so brave. I take the CNA in with me, who now thinks I'm nuts. We creep into the room... We creep into the room, oh my God, and find the patient sitting up in bed having a conversation with someone who isn't there. When I ask him who he's talking to, he tells me the man who is sitting in the chair in the corner. No, no. Naturally, there's no one in the chair. <laughs> the aide and I settle him down and leave the room. I report the next morning I'm telling the nurse about what happened. Before I could say who the patient was talking to, she said, the man sitting in the chair in the corner, right? Creepy. What? (laughs) How does she know? Later, I had talked to the usual night nurse who said it happened all the time when she was on. 
More than one patient had the same experience. What? Yeah. No, so it wasn't just one guy's delusion? Mm-mm. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I never did get the name of the mysterious man in the corner. In any case, that was the end of my night shift stint. Okay. Woof. <laughs> Scary. <Yikes>. Scary. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> Okay, number six. This is going to take a long time. <laughs> number six out of 30? <laughs> I, won't, I won't do all 30. By Scary Carrie, 91476. <laughs> oh, I'm in. That sounds like a birthday. I think she Scary put her whole Carrie. birthday in there. <laughs> September so 14, 1976. Oh this one's called The Grim Reaper. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I know him. <laughs> Intensive care nurse here. I have many stories ranging from sheets being ripped apart to old women in rocking chairs, Mm. but the one which haunts me is the time I think I actually saw the Grim Reaper. It was 1999, late in the day. It was summer and turning dark in a busy 12-bedded ITU in in London. Ooh, London. Wow. <laughs> I was in charge and at the nurse's station. There were a few people milling around, but less than during the day. I looked up to see this man opening and coming through the double doors into the unit. What was so striking about him were his clothes. He looked like he had been picked straight out of 1974 and dropped in 1999. <laughs> he was wearing brown cord flares. Mm -hmm. Uh, the platform shoes men wore then an orange yellow and brown checkered shirt with a cream and brown patterned tank top over the shirt (laughs) a vest not a tank top she said she called it a tank top (laughs) she doesn't know what it's a tank top it's a spaghetti strap tank top (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) He was white with shortish brown hair and about 30 years old. Uh, he walked calmly uh, towards a bay of patients. Not recognizing him and knowing he wasn't a relative of, of another healthcare person, I said, hello, can I help? He looked at me directly, nodded as if to say hello, and carried on walking. Mm. I watched him and he stopped at the end of a patient's bed and turned to look at them. He never touched the person or did anything other than look at them. Okay. This unwell but stable patient suddenly and unexpectedly deteriorated. As the staff went to assist, they all acted like they didn't see him. He turned around and as calmly as he came in, he left. I never saw what direction he went in as I left the nurse's station to go and help with the patient, who ultimately, despite our best efforts, died. Of course. I spoke to some of the staff later on about our 1970s visitor, and no one else saw him. 17 years later, it is vivid in my mind. Wow. <gasps> Weird. Yeah. Oh, God. That reminds me of, like, um, Dead Like Me, the Grim Reapers. Yeah. Where they're, like, from different times. Mm-hmm. They died, like, however long ago. Because, like, the one guy in it, he died in the 60s, late yeah. 60s. And so he always kind of dressed like he was from the 60s. Mm-hmm. But they had to touch yeah. to get the yeah. souls out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Interesting. Huh. Uh, jumping ahead to story number 10 <laughs> by Middle Earth Gardens called Kitty Cat. <laughs> meow, meow. <laughs> I had a patient who was CMO. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> clearly motivated. Overtones. Oh. <laughs> God, I'm so bad at coming up with <laughs> I have no, I, I can't even think of any, like, I have no idea what this could possibly yeah. mean. Clearly more. Uh, uh, obtuse. <laughs> clearly more obtuse. <laughs> that makes sense. I like it. Does it? <laughs> Medically, doesn't make sense. Okay. I had a patient who was CMO, which we don't know what that means, uh, and quite obviously very close to dying. Okay. Well, that that helps. (laughs) The week before, my best buddy cat, Pippin. 
Skippin had died. <gasps> no! And I was pretty broken up about it still. That being said, I walked into her room and she said, Oh, you brought your kitty with you. I blink to her and say, What? And say, <laughs> What? <laughs> Mind you, this was the first time I'd had that patient and I hadn't discussed my cat with her. Having cats or even liking them. What? Her reply, your kitty. It's right by your foot. I get that frizzin. What does frizzin mean? Frozen? F-R-I-S-S-O-N. Frizzin? I get that momentary shiver in my soul. And ask, just for kicks, yeah, what color's the kitty? She says, black with some white. Pippin was a black tuxedo cat with white paws and a white bib. Oh my gosh. And the patient died that night. (laughs) (laughs) Out of nowhere. I love it. Well, they say when you're close to death, you can see your loved ones. But she... That have passed. <laughs> but she... That wasn't her cat. It was the nurse's cat. <laughs> so you see, when you're about to die, you can see other people's loved ones. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Number 14. From Eat Your Liver. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah, disgusting. No. Um, called Never Open the Door. In the morgue at my hospital, I would always hear knocking coming from inside the freezer. No, 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 no. It really creeped me out. Yeah. (laughs) That's an understatement. (laughs) Uh, Especially when the pathologist looked up, grabbed me by the shoulders, stared me straight in the eye, and said, You hear that? (laughs) You never open that door when they're knocking. Never. (laughs) What? It turned out to be some loose pipe. Oh my god. <laughs> he thought it was hilarious and I didn't sleep that night. <laughs> I wouldn't sleep at all until I died. You hear that? <laughs> oh my god. That's so rude. Uh, number 17, The Elevator by Clovery. I was at the nurse's station and we heard the bell in the elevator ringing. Someone was yelling help and we heard pounding. Mm-hmm. We called security to tell to tell them someone was stuck in the elevator. I then walked over to the elevator doors and was shouting to the person to try to stay calm and help was on the way. She just kept yelling for help, banging and ringing the bell. Security called the nurse's station to say all of the elevators were working and they didn't find anyone stuck. At this moment, whoever was in the elevator was suddenly quiet. Oh God. A few times I have been in the elevator and for no reason it went to the fifth floor. The fifth floor is totally unoccupied, but used to be a hospice unit. Oh, no. I would be going up from the ground floor, and the only button lit up would be three. But the elevator would pass my floor and go to the fifth floor, then open the door, and no one was there. I never was brave enough to step foot onto the fifth floor. Good. (laughs) Yeah, smart. Don't investigate. (laughs) Yuck. Weird. Uh, The Coincidence by... History mystery. <laughs> God. I had a patient one night who was mentally disabled. She was a young black woman with these huge eyes. I don't know if she always looked like that or if she was just genuinely spooked, but they were open wide. The first thing she said to me when I walked in the room was, She dead. That lady dead. <gasps> Nodding her head at the woman in the next bed. No. The woman in the next bed had apparently been dealing with this all day and was fed up. Oh my gosh. I would be pissed. I'm like, I'm alive. (laughs) I'm not dead, she yelled. (laughs) I tried to calm her down to no avail. The day shift nurse told me she'd been doing that all day. I felt so bad for her roommate. I considered trying to transfer her. But that would just put someone else in the room to put up with it. Mm. She did this all night. She would even put her call light on to tell me her roommate was dead. Oh my god. So this was creepy on its own. But guess who died the next day? (laughs) (laughs) I think I know. (laughs) Oh my god. It wasn't an expected death either. I don't believe in the supernatural, but damn, that was quite a coincidence. (laughs) 
but damn, that was quite a good one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Guess who died the next day? <laughs> <laughs> the Bloodbath by Parabelle. I was working my regular 7 to 7 night shift in a bone marrow transplant unit mm. with one other nurse. Mm. We had five patients, and it was about 3.30 in the morning. My coworker had just come out of room four, and I startled her as she came around the corner. She had been emptying a urinal when the bathroom door had closed on her, which of course freaked her out, and she spilled urine on herself. Oh, no. But I digress. <laughs> that had nothing to do with the story. I mean, it's funny. It is funny. <laughs> Uh, she proceeded to tell me that there was a young gentleman who had been in that room who had died a rather gruesome death. Evidently, this man was slated to go home, but one night, around four o'clock, the nurses heard a thump, the sound of someone falling. Mm. They rushed in the room, and this man was in the bathroom, central line out, and blood everywhere. What? Yeah. They coded him, but he died right there in the bathroom. No one is sure why he pulled his line or what had happened, but evidently the scene was a bloodbath. Bloodbath. <laughs> horrible, horrible. Now here comes the scary part. <laughs> I was like, this is just like sad. This is disgusting. And gross. And yeah. Yeah. A few weeks later, a sweet little old lady is in that room and asks the nurse if someone had died in there. Oh no. Of course someone's it's a hospital. <laughs> People have died everywhere. Chances are, yes. <laughs> the nurse explained that this is a hospital. Oh, my God. And it was likely that someone could have died. Mm -hmm. Well, the lady says, I think a young guy died in here. The nurse asks why. The lady responds, because he's talking to me. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, I'm not making this up, is what uh, this person goes on to say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this lady has a central line, triple lumen? I don't know what that means. I'm not a nurse. <laughs> the nurse goes in there later, and there is blood everywhere. One of her lines is cut. <gasps> not pulled out. Cut. What? There are no scissors in the room. The lady says, he did it. <gasps> the end. Ooh! Ooh! <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's nice. I mean, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not nice, but you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's one called The Tall Thin Man. Oh, God. <laughs> By Prairie Harpy. Interesting. Every night before the next shift comes in, I check on all my patients, make sure their briefs are clean, refill water pitchers, etc. This is usually right after sunset. Three different patients in three different rooms have told me they're frightened of the tall, thin man standing in the corner Pointing right over my shoulder. Oh. It's very unsettling. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's it? That's it. No. <laughs> God. Again, pointing to something that's not there mm -hmm. or talking to someone that's not there is just really scary to mm -hmm. me. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. All the rest are stupid. Ah. Anyways, uh, hospitals I, are yeah. weird. <laughs> don't go there. Man. If you can help out. I don't, yeah, I don't love that. Sorry, hospital people. Yeah. Mm. yeah their their jobs already suck. Yeah. Enough. The like, poop and the blood. And the 12-hour shifts. And the 12-hour shifts. Nothing. Yeah. And the Crocs. Oh, God, the Crocs. That's <laughs> number three. <laughs> in, in things to look out for. The Crocs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that, um, that's some stories, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. That's our episode on healing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So check out our Instagram still. Mm -hmm. Keep checking it, um, because we're going to be doing another poll. So you can choose next week's theme. Mm -hmm. So check out our Patreon as well. Mm -hmm. We have some cool stuff there. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. I guess this is where we say see you later, ghouls and boys. Bye. Bye.
ever heard. It was jealousy is the jaundice of the soul. <laughs> I can't make it up. I cannot make this up. 